time for the June 24th, 2022 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review. A personal recollection of the last 168 hours of history broadcasting on National Take Your Dog to Work Day from the University of California at Irvine in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And, as always, Herschel Walker's favorite secret child, <laughs> Muller, the fake news dog. <laughs> That's right, Muller. Today, we'll be talking about unintended vasectomies. Uh, ouch. Yeah. The independent nation of Texas, origami robots. Okay. Canadian plastic. Herschel Walker, again. <laughs> Triumph the insult comic dog and so on. Yeah? Triumph, Mahler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it makes Mahler laugh. Well, it, it is laugh. take your dog to work day. But first, the hearings. Yes. Mike, you said you wanted to talk about I the do. Hearings. I think we're at that point where you we, wanna, we can, we can talk a little bit about system. it. Yeah, I feel like we are. We're yeah. there. We've ignored, not ignored them, but we certainly haven't been talking about them. But I think yesterday was... Uh, well, everybody else talks about them. I, blah, 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 blah. Listen, Donald Trump is yeah. an asshole. Right. Right. He tried to, because of his own personal nature, yeah. not because of any grand plan to lead the United States in a new direction. Right. But because he's an arrogant F-U-C, whatever comes after that. Yeah. Yeah, except yesterday. And these hearings are about that. Yes. Because he's essentially a stupid mafia boss. Exactly. And Republicans are stupid are, goons. Are supplicant yeah. lackey toadies for this yeah. because he is excited. A hysterically insane part of the electorate, a part of American society, Confederate sympathizers and fellow travelers. And they are afraid of, they're literally afraid of these people. So what else do you need to know? Okay. But the one thing that yesterday's hearing for me brought home is that just as you mentioned, he is a mafia boss. That's, he's from an organized crime family. That's where he came from. Uh-huh. And generally they don't screw up. And yesterday there is evidence, I think good evidence, to support the charge that he effed up. And yeah. he told he said the quiet part out loud, and then other people acted on it. And now we have connecting tissue to him actually saying these things to do them. You mean as, as far as, as far the as, Justice Department as goes? As far as the Justice he's yeah. been able to get away with a lot of the stuff that he's gotten away with over these many years is because he does, he's not on email. He does there's a lot of things. He just tells people what he wants them to do. Get the votes for me. Get the votes. Yeah. Or, or he'll say something like, boy, it would be great if you could get those votes. Yeah, but he didn't this time. This time he actually said it. Yeah. This time we have somebody in the room where he said, we're going to do this specific yeah. thing that ended up happening. Yeah. And that's that's what did what, he say? Because um, people are listening. They're hanging on the edge of their well, seats right now. What did Trump say? Well, he when he was talking to those uh, uh, attorney generals that came into his office, he uh-huh. was talking about what he wanted them to do. Talking about bringing Jeffrey Clark into this uh-huh. to make him the new AG. Yeah. He basically. The environmental lawyer. Yeah. Environmental. Yeah. The environmental idiot lawyer that that he. But he said. He said to them, this is what I want to do. He didn't say, this is what I want to do. What did he want to do? He wanted to engineer a coup. A, yeah. a, 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 he wanted to bring in the fake electorate, electors yeah. from these different states. 
He said okay. these things. So to he people. messed up. And this are, are, is it off, off your mind now? Yeah, it is off my mind. I yeah. just I just think this is the connecting tissue that we've needed in all of this. People can have been been saying well, for months and months. Well, he didn't. We don't have anything, you know, him saying or whatever. It's it just feels like we're closer to closing the loop on this. That's that's my okay. Point. Yeah. Well, we still got a lot of idiots out in the country. That's the problem. Yeah, that is a problem. He yeah. let loose the kraken into the country, uh-huh. and we now are dealing with a. Well, he didn't let loose. He just empowered them. They were out there. Yes. Yes. If they would have, they would have found someone else. That, that's my major concern. Yeah, I agree. You know? I agree. They've Trump been out is, there. Is just the leader of the pack right now. Right. Right. We got to beat down the pack. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, I wanted to get that off my chest. I've... Sorry, Mark. So, to what do you attribute your success, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Hard work. Hard work. Tenacity. Tenacity. Merit. Merit. Well. I'm not sure about luck. that. <laughs> yes. It's luck. And being white. And being who? Being white. Being white. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about American society? Increasing well, my you, likelihood of success? You think that being white... It doesn't is, hurt. Is your, ...accounts for your success. It doesn't hurt. No, it doesn't. No, okay. It doesn't. But if you're some other uh, well, especially shade... especially in our time, as we were coming up. Yes. Especially in our time. Yeah. Yes. I'm not saying it was the reason, but it didn't hurt. For your success. Yeah. Uh, For what measure of success I have, yes. (laughs) From Pocket Magazine, an article by Clifton Mark on meritocracy. Mm -hmm. You know, the myth that the even playing field where players can rise to the position that fits their merit. Yes, of course. He has this big even playing field out there. And then you just try really hard, and and if you've got it, Mm -hmm. you're going to make it. Well, the belief that merit uh, rather than luck determines success or failure is bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I said it. You said it. Yeah. I heard him. Right here. Merit itself is in large part the result of luck. Merit, you know, I mean, it just is. Yeah. Talent and capacity for hard work depend a great deal on your genetics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like yeah. having that beautiful face of yours, Mike, <laughs> got you through a lot of doors. It did. Your upbringing. Mm-hmm. You know, like just where you come from, your parents, you know, it, it, your geographic location. Absolutely. If, you know, say you're born in, I don't know. Well, yeah. they did a study in Chicago. In Chicago. In Chicago. A multi-year study in Chicago. And based on your zip code, you could tell pretty much within a few years of when you were going to die. This was a determining factor in in terms of... Well, that's success for the... uh... For the report, well, I guess. Well, it, it they, had it had to do with education. It had all the, the all the factors yeah. that you're describing in 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 the mix, but geographical where you lived was in many cases the most determinate factor for yeah. a lot of reasons. Yeah. In his book Success and Luck, the U.S. economist Robert Frank recounts the long shots and coincidences mm. that led to Bill Gates' rise as Microsoft's founder. Mm. The Microsoft co-founder, billionaire, philanthropist, and 1973 Lakeside Prep School alum. That's yeah, the luck. It's to be in the room. You're, you you're lucky enough to be in the room. got technology when the Lakeside Mothers Club yes. at his Seattle private school right. used its garage sale proceeds to give students computer access. Yeah. This is back in 73. Yeah. And as someone who is alive... 
in fact, as someone who was stalking the halls <laughs> of UCI. Okay. I graduated by that time. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, there weren't a whole lot of computers out there. Yeah. It was it was bizarre even to... Uh, no one had one at home, that's for sure. Yeah. And here he is at his prep school yeah. getting funding for computers. Right. right. Yeah. That's luck. I, in 1973, that's I was... That's not tenacity. No, that's not. That's not merit. No. That's luck. It, well, let me, can I amend it a little bit and say that's engineered luck. You were there because of where you were, which is in some manner. That's speak, luck. That's luck. It is luck. What do you mean engineered luck? It's luck. What luck to some degree isn't engineered. Okay. Right. I mean, there's, what do you mean? It's like. God I, reaching down? No, and, and, no, I don't mean that. You? I know, but I mean, if you put a hundred people in a in a in a room, yeah, where all of those things are happening, a good percentage of them are going to end up being successful. Yeah, I'm not, I, okay, never mind. You're, yeah, well, but continue, continue. It was lucky for him. Yeah, had he been born down the street and not gone to his prep school, mm -hmm. this wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. And there are. A, Probably plenty of programmers as skillful as Gates who failed to become the richest person on earth. Right. That's luck. Yeah. A growing body of research in psychology and neuroscience indicates that believing in meritocracy makes people more selfish. And I understand that. And less self-critical, of course. Mm -hmm. Because you've got it. Mm -hmm. But you think what you've got is tenacity and brains and the will to move forward and you'll never give up. A lot of people try that. Right. Doesn't work. And simply holding meritocracy as a value promotes discriminatory, discriminatory behavior too. Yeah. Researchers found that in companies that explicitly held meritocracy as a core value, managers assigned greater rewards to male employees over female employees with identical performance evaluations. Right. <sighs> well, let me just say, just as a bit of a caveat to all that. Yes, all of those things are true. I agree with everything you said. However, there is a degree to which Mr. Gates was also a hard worker. Some of the values that are often And he put... was a hard worker because of luck. Yeah. He went to places where people were told to work hard. Right, right. And he got rewarded for working hard by his rich parents that sent him to prep school. I, I agree. Luck. I agree. Luck. I agree. Luck. I agree. But when people on Fox News say... The oh no, anyone can do it. They They're always full of bring, shit. Well, they are. They are full of and shit. I'm just saying they will bring up. Well, they worked hard. Well, yes, they. Yes, I'm sure they did work hard. But what a you lot said, of people work hard. Yes, I know. I'm so just, why why bring that into the equation? Because they it's might have often wore, said Bill Gates wore underwear. So did I. <laughs> but but why bring that into the equation? Oh, I'm, I'm, and it's I'm, not I'm like agree. everybody works hard. Right. But millions I know. of people I know. work hard. Yes. And some people are down on the corner in Santa Ana begging for food. Right. right. The same people. Right. <sighs> Graduating from college, artistic success, or simply having money can be all be seen as evidence of talent and effort. By the same token, worldly failures become signs of personal defects. 
providing a reason why people at the bottom of the social hierarchy deserve to remain there. Mm -hmm. Research on gratitude, however, indicates that recognizing the important role of luck in our success increases generosity. But I guess we don't want to be generous. That's why that asshole Donald Trump is in office. Yeah. Because to each his own. In other words, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. He is the embodiment of what you're... Yes, the embodiment of what you just described. His father was a... Well, by today's terms, would have been a billionaire when he was growing up, owning all of this low-income housing in New York City in which he was discriminating against people. He was part of a... I mean, he, he landed in the circumstances that meritocracy didn't matter. Donald Trump was going to be wealthy. He was going to be all of these things. And he's also a pathological narcissist and doesn't care about anybody but himself. Well, he had plenty of merit. His money was his merit. His money was his merit. Despite the moral assurance and personal flattery that meritocracy offers to be to the successful, it sucks. Researchers and just self-awareness shows that believing in meritocracy encourages selfishness, discrimination, and indifference to the plight of the unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, we, we, meritocracy was brought in because we were tired of kings. Yeah, that's we right. We thought, oh, whoever yes. works the hardest. The bootstrap. Yeah, theory. but but if but if you're rich, yeah, you got parents who can give you a hundred thousand dollars to try and hit the target, right? And you can buy, you know, a, a thousand little tennis balls to throw at the target, right. right? If you're poor, your parents can't maybe afford to only give you one tennis ball to throw at the target, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. I was just gonna say Fred Trump. Fred Trump? Fred Trump, his father. Yeah. His father was the he the origin story for the Trump fortune, speaking of meritocracy, the origin story for the Trump fortune. Whorehouses. Whorehouses in, during the uh, yeah. Yukon gold rush in the 1890s. That's how they made money. Mm-hmm. That's where they started. And money gave them and, and merit. And money gave them all kinds of advantages. Yeah. Did you ever get a vasectomy? No. No? No. You sure you ever want to? Mm, No. Uh, Did you want to? No. I don't think so. For those of you playing at home, a vasectomy is a form of male birth control Mm -hmm. that cuts the supply of sperm Mm -hmm. to to your semen. Mm -hmm. So you're, as they used to say in high school, you're shooting blanks. Shooting blanks. Yeah. The boys can't swim. Mahler is very concerned about that. Yeah, from Insider Magazine, a family in Texas is suing a Houston doctor and hospital after the family's four-year-old son underwent an unintended vasectomy (laughs) during surgery on his groin. Randy Sorrells, a personal injury lawyer from Houston who is representing the boy's family, said, The surgeon, we think, cut accidentally the vas deferens, one of the tubes that carries reproductive semen in it, which could affect the young man for the rest of his life. Uh, (laughs) Maybe. They do have a reversal on that, but nevertheless, it's not 100%. 
certain that that'll be successful. It is shocking, uh, Mr. Sorrell said. It is shocking a doctor would cut one of the reproductive components and not even know it. It is more shocking the doctor refuses to be held accountable for this mistake. Yep. <laughs> that's right, Molly. Oh, that is, that's got to be a little traumatic. Son, we need to have a conversation. Who's about, four years old? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even Son, know. You he, see, he, mommy he and daddy know about. See how mommy and daddy, you're here because of. Well, yeah. you're not. Well, there's probably plenty of people like that. Yeah. But talk about luck. Yeah, talk about luck. Or bad luck. I don't know. It all depends. I'm sure. Oh, never mind. I'm going to say something that'll get me in trouble. Never mind. You ever watch that Netflix series? Uh, what was it called? Inventing Anna. No, I didn't. You heard see about it. that one? Uh-uh. Huh? No, I no, don't. Really? I've, I mean, it sounds vaguely familiar. Ah. So help me. Uh, From art newspaper. Yes. Anna Sorokin. Oh, the, I know what this is about. The yes. uh, person yes. that the Netflix series was based yes, on. I know. She's known for taking hundreds of thousands of dollars from friends and businesses while posing as a German heiress, said she's trying to move away from the scammer persona mm -hmm. while hypocritically planning to launch a collection of NFTs. That's what she's going to do now. <laughs> NFTs. No more scamming no for more her. No more scamming for me. Just non-fungible no tokens. I'm not that person anymore. The infamous socialized minted 10 NFTs that will grant holders exclusive access to her which include perks like one-on-one -on -one phone calls. Oh, hey now. Hey, there's no scamming in that. No. Three ultra-platinum MFTs. Whoa. Good God. People buy this stuff, you know? Yeah, well. I mean, people actually say, oh, ultra-platinum? Well, that's for me. Can I just say, I think that, yes, there are people that do that, and they somehow are taken in by all that. I think that most of the people who buy NFTs and crypto and all this uh -huh. are looking for a place to hide their money shelter their money they think they're smart yeah. investors i think well they think they're smart investors yeah i, I don't I, know about hide their money i think they just think they're going to get a tremendous return yeah a lot of them well do. some of them so okay all right well the only one that i know that's the plan you know and yeah. he's yeah. trying to tell his whole family yeah, you get in on the ground we gotta floor. Get on the, yeah, yeah, we got to do on, this now. We're well, gonna make it. The ground floor was maybe five, six years ago, <laughs> but the three Ultima Platinum NFTs grant the opportunity to meet Sorokin in person. Sorokin in person, and holders will receive a package of personal items from oh, her. Well, yeah, that sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to move away. <clears throat> I'm trying to move away from this, like, what do you think? I'm trying to move away from this, like, quote, unquote, scammer persona, Sorokin said, mm -hmm. who is still in immigration and customs enforcement custody. Yeah. Yeah. And she said that from the Orange County Correctional Facility in upstate New York. Okay. <laughs> this is like totally has been pushed upon me by the prosecution and by following media and by the Netflix show. But I'm trying to move away from that definitely. She sounds yeah. very articulate, too. Yeah, she, I can see why people would be... Taken in by her? Yeah. 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 She's very, very smart. Mahler, what about you? Do you? Would you be taken in? I don't know. Uh-huh. Huh. Okay. 
I guess he would. Well, he's a very <laughs> strong opinion about that, that's yeah. for sure. I mean, he said didn't... he was, as yeah, a matter well, of fact. You know, I wonder what happened to his dog bone collection. Yeah. yeah. Well, his <laughs> NFT. His NFT collection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mueller should get in that market. I know. I does. think there's a market for Mueller out there yeah, in think... NFTs. <laughs> there's a market for Mueller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, again. Yeah. Same thing. Okay. He's very, very excited. If this news makes you feel like giving money to a totally worthwhile organization rather than a scam, may I recommend a donation to KUCI? Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. Commercial free, free form, free speech radio, KUCI 88.9 FM. From Science Alert. <laughs> I like the way you hit that. Science <laughs> Alert. Yeah. I was, I've been yeah, working on that's that good, all day. Yeah. Wow. Science Alert. <laughs> the town of Woodland, North Carolina, rejected a proposal to rezone a section of land just outside of its borders for the uses of a, as a solar farm. Three solar farms have already been approved in the area, but the local residents are seemingly not impressed with these solar farms. The council defeated the motion for the rezoning of the area on U.S. Highway 258 for an additional solar farm after a public comment period where members of the town could give their opinions. Okay, I can't wait to hear this. A retired science teacher, yes. Jane Mann, okay. said she was concerned about the risk of cancer deaths oh in God. the area. Oh this is a Trump thing. Yeah, it's a Trump thing. This is the poison that this yeah. asshole Has puts out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, stop it. Who's talking to me now? I got a text uh, message. Yeah, this is the... I think it's somebody yeah. telling me to stop cussing. Yep. Oh, that'll happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? F you. Listen, Nathan was a longshoreman at one time in his life. I was, and so I was gotta... a short shoreman, too. <laughs> but... <laughs> that, too. Oh, okay. A so, retired school teacher, yeah. Jane Mann. And science teacher. Did you say that part? Oh, a retired science teacher? That, I thought you said that the first time. A retired science teacher, Jane Mann, said she was concerned <laughs> about the risk of cancer deaths in the area, despite reports showing that cancer rates in North Carolina have fallen over the 2008 to 2012 period. That was the last time they looked, but... Man said that no one could tell her that solar panels were not causing cancer. I love that. Yeah, I know. No one can tell me. Well, I just did. But, <laughs> just, you know. Yeah. So, so that kind of blows up your theory. I, I just I told you that it doesn't cause cancer. <laughs> she was also concerned uh, that photosynthesis oh, would slow. Yes, of course. It would slow down due yeah, to solar panels. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. What's your it's, name? What's her first name it's again? sucking up all the photosynthesis. <laughs> Jane. 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 You're yeah. a science teacher oh my god, god yeah no wonder uh, and and the photo of course the solar panel will stop the plants from growing in the solar farm fields i don't know what she's talking about there. well i do think there has been some concerns about the shade provided by the panels could in some way shade it's a shade. I know. I know. It's not a, like there's no yeah, other yeah. shade out there anywhere <laughs> in the world. This is the first place oh, yeah, we have okay. to worry about shade. I've heard oh. there was a thing out in the desert when they were putting out these solar farms that certain desert turtles would not be. 
it wouldn't be a good thing for them. To, I don't know. We well, know I, those, I can understand that there are certain concerns. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they took it into consideration and they made and it work. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's anything right. you build out yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. There's All certain right. concerns. That's, that was the only only possible yeah. thing that I've ever heard. Bobby Mann, who may or not be related to Jane, Jane Mann. <laughs> we don't know. It was never determined. Oh, Bobby Jane. Mann said he was worried that local communities would dry up. You're killing your town, he said. All the young people are going to move out. He also argued that solar farms would suck up all the energy from the sun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the point. <laughs> yeah. That's the point. I know. It's only... <laughs> Shut up, Molly. I'm trying to talk here. Okay, Bobby Joe. There's that yeah. is the whole point is to suck up the energy from this. Uh, yeah, yeah. all of the energy. All of it. We won't we'll, have any. We'll just left. look up and there'll yeah. just be this little bit of coal out there of, uh-huh. of the sky. It'll just yeah, be just all a chunk of coal, chunk of coal It'll floating around out there. We got, all the energy got sucked up. Yeah. <sighs> oh my sweet Jesus. This is this is the uh, <laughs> the electorate, the American electorate. Uh, God, we're a stupid lot. In the words of Dick Tuck, you know, I don't know if anybody out there who knows what Dick Tuck was, but well, he was I, a... I do it every morning when I put on my underwear. <laughs> well, there you but... go. Yeah. Hey, now. Uh, so uh, there was a guy named Dick Tuck who was a trickster, a dirty political. He was a political operative who did dirty tricks, famously did some stuff to, to Richard Nixon. And uh, what the, he ran for public office and he lost. And he came out for his concession speech to the crowd. I don't know if it was Congress or whatever it was. And he said, the people have spoken, the bastards, and then walked off stage. Yeah. So there you go. That was a long way to get to there. I know. I I know it was long. It was a stretch. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us on the web at KUCI.org, on Facebook and Facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9 on our Tumblr blog at KUCIRadio.tumblr.com and on Twitter and Instagram at KUCIFM. You like crows? I love crows. You love them? I do. They're, they're all over our neighborhood. Yeah. And, uh, and they monitor. They literally watch. You can tell they're keeping an eye on the entire yeah. situation there. Well, they're part of the uh, Corvidae family that contains crows, ravens, rooks, Jackdaws, jays, magpies, tree pies, and nutcrackers. <laughs> In colloquial English, colloquial English, they are known as the crow family. Mm-hmm. All these guys, mm-hmm. or in jargon, corvids. Mm-hmm. From the Guardian, mm-hmm. in England, mm-hmm. the Comparative Cognition Lab is more than just an aviary or a place for scientific research. It's a corvid palace. But last year, Professor Nicola Clayton. Nicola Clayton, who heads the lab, learned that it would not have its grant renewed by the European Research Council. They do a lot of research there on Corvids. Mm -hmm. She's done, you've probably heard about a lot of her reports where they can show that they can use tools. Yes. Corvids can. Yes. That they actually are sentient beings, that they're as smart as little monkeys. They again. I've told you the story, but the one lands on my dad's fence out in front of where his bedroom is and uh-huh. watches him until for a couple of minutes and then takes off like every morning. Yeah, they have. I I watch them. I take the dog out for a walk. These two crows usually sit on top of a a, a roof and uh-huh. they watch us. And then at some point they fly off. It's uh-huh. like it's like clockwork. They they are keeping an eye on people in the neighborhood. It's weird. 
Uh, Dr. Clayton's application has been made amid the turmoil of a Brexit, and Clayton believes she is now among a growing number of academics facing funding complications as a result of the UK's departure from the EU. Without a benefactor, the Comparative Cognition Lab faces closure. Her clever birds, her corvids, released and rehomed or rehomed, we don't know what, mm -hmm. a lab that has transformed our understanding of animal cognition and continues to reveal new secrets soon may no longer exist. God, that's terrible. Henry G., an evolutionary biologist and a senior editor at Nature magazine, said that Clayton has shown that corvids are capable of a theory of the mind. They can conceive of themselves as agents in their own lives. They can plot, plan, scheme, and even lie, something human beings cannot do until they reach the age of about three. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it yeah. they're, much younger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In other words, Corvids think very much like we do, he said. As news that the lab faces closure has rippled through the scientific community, the reaction has been of sadness and dismay. An open letter signed by 358 academics from around the world has called on the university to reconsider when signatory Alex Thornton, professor of cognitive evolution at Exeter University, said it would represent an act of scientific vandalism and monumental self-sabotage to shut the school down, to shut the lab down. For Jonathan Birch, an associate professor at the London School of Economics and Political Science, it is this year's long approach that makes Clayton's lab this years-long approach that makes Clayton's lab so significant. In other words, she spends a lot of time with these animals yeah. instead of just a yeah. brief test. I see some big cultural problems in science as it is now with a focus on the short term, he said. All around the world, not just in Cambridge, this is squeezing out funding for long-term studies. Clayton's lab shows us a different way of doing animal research, an approach where we see animals for what they are, sentient beings with their own individual lives to lead, and where we study them over the long term to find out how they think and solve problems. The international significance of the lab is hard to overestimate. Its closure would be a terrible loss to the sciences of mind and brain. Yeah, Mueller's a bit sad. Curiosity here. Um, is this an incredibly expensive enterprise? I didn't catch it, any numbers. I don't. Are we talking about? No, not at all. It's about six hundred thousand oh, dollars for ridiculous. five years or so. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's approximately that. I'm wondering why they don't do a, a, a you know, a, a crowdsourced crowd type yeah, thing. Yeah, bet, yeah. GoFundMe. But it should. You're right, and they probably. I hope they will if they can't get funding. But it shouldn't. It should be a no-brainer in terms yeah. of real research and. Yeah, that's that's sad. Hope it doesn't happen. Yeah, that's the cost of a small green belt in Irvine. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's, again, yeah. the point that you made at the end of that story was we are only beginning to understand the intelligence of animals. We're only at the kind of at the cusp of really researching this and finding out what it's what they what their intelligence is and how it manifests itself. And for us to be cutting off funding to find out more is just Anus. From the Heather Cox Richardson substack. Okay. You ever read that? Uh-uh. You ought to. Heather I think Cox you mentioned Richardson. it last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Delegates to a convention of the Texas Republican Party last Saturday approved platform plants, planks rejecting the certified results of the 2020 presidential election <sighs> and holding that acting President Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. was not legitimately elected by the people of the United States. They also required students to learn about the dignity of the preborn human, including that life begins at fertilization. They also uh, want to treat homosexuality as an abnormal lifestyle choice. And their uh, platform uh, uh, locks in the number of Supreme Court justices at nine, gets rid of the constitutional power to levy income taxes, abolishes the federal reserves, rejects the Equal Rights Amendment, returns Christianity to schools and government, ends all safety measures, abolishes the Department of Education, arms teachers, requires colleges to teach free market liberty principles. I guess that has something to do with meritocracy. Defends capital punishment. Dictates the ways in which the events of the Alamo are remembered. <laughs> I mean, the lie way, you know, the, the untrue way. <laughs> Protects Confederate monuments, ends gay marriage, withdraws from the United Nations and the World Health Organization, and calls for a vote for the people of Texas to determine whether or not the state of Texas should reassort its status as an independent nation. Nathan, what I am picturing in my mind right now is the is the committee that was putting this together, the... Uh, uh, what's the agenda? What's not the word I'm looking for? The, the planks. The plank, yeah. what do they call it? The, they called it a plank. Yeah. Platform. The platform, platform committee. Yeah. And I envision a bunch of people in a room just with a chalkboard, right? And they're Chalky saying, you're not going to tell me what to do. And they're yelling at whoever is up there, no, no, put down that stuff about the free market and then and the Confederate uh, Confederate uh, monuments. Oh, and they're somebody just came yelling, in with all this. Just yelling range. this stuff out yeah. and just kind of writing it down. This is, you know what, I'm, I'm a, if I were a Democratic consultant, mm -hmm. I would just take that platform, that, that story that you just read, uh -huh. and I would run that in every single congressional district in the country and say, this is what they want. Mm -hmm. This is it. This is unfettered. This is the crazies who want this. And they're going to take over the country. Is this really what you want to see? From Reuters News Service. Canada will, be the ban the, will ban the manufacture and importation of harmful single-use plastics by the end of the year. That's Canada in a sweeping effort to fight pollution and climate change. Most plastic grocery bags, cutlery, and straws would come under the ban with, ban with a few exceptions for medical needs. Yeah. To provide businesses in Canada with enough time to transition and deplete their existing stocks, the sale of these items will be prohibitive as of December 2023, so they have a year and a half. It will also stop exporting such plastics by the end of 2025 to prevent international pollution. Over the next 10 years, this ban will result in an estimated elimination of over 1.3 million tons of plastic waste and more than 22,000 tons of plastic pollution. That's equal to a million garbage bags full of litter. In Canada, up to 15 billion plastic grocery bags are used every year, and approximately 16 million straws are used daily. 
uh, with such single-use plastics making up most of the plastic litter found across Canada's shorelines. Meanwhile, the United States contributes more to the polluting deluge than any other nation, generating about 287 pounds of plastics per person annually. Yay! From space.com. The Contreras Fire in Arizona reached the Kit Peak National Observatory last week. Last week. Yeah. None of the telescopes were damaged, however. It's good news here. Yeah. Except for the fire. Astronomers watched in fear over the past week as a growing wildfire crept up an Arizona mountainside toward the observatory, forcing 40 people there to evacuate days before the blaze destroyed four buildings. And these were mainly the dorms that the blaze destroyed. The fire scorched more than 18,000 acres, twisting among indigenous populated areas in the state near Tucson, and scientists might not be able to return to the observatory for weeks. But its telescopes, which number in the dozens, remain safe. The fire, which was ignited by a lightning strike, already amounted to a significant disruption for the scientists and the residents in the surrounding community. Instead of doing work this past week, for the most part, it's like being in a war. You're completely distracted by what's happening, Dr. David Schlegel said. Dr. Schlegel works in the Dark Energy Spectroscope Spectroscopic Instrument Program, which has used the observatory to map the universe by orders of magnitude And to give you an idea why they uh, let the dorms burn and not the telescope burn, simply assembling the technology at the observatory required some 600,000 custom-ordered parts. Oh, my God. The Kitt Peak National Observatory, located in the Tohono O'Hadam Nation, (laughs) was the first astronomical observatory in the United States, funded by the National Science Foundation, and it is recognized across, across the globe as a landmark in astronomy. So I've, we saved one. Yeah, okay, yeah. good. Whoa! By the way, I believe that that was one of the observatories that took part in that uh, groundbreaking um, coordination of observatories around the world that took the first pictures of a black hole in a way that they could begin to study it as a scientific uh, entity, in a, in a way that they could start to dis, sort of dismantle what it is and what it, the impact it has on our universe. So good on them. From Scientific American, a new kind of hollow pea-sized robot can roll, flip, and jump and to navigate in its surroundings. It can transition from dry surfaces to pools of liquid with ease, making it fully amphibious. Its ability to use different types of motion in multiple environments while carrying a cargo sets it apart from other Wii machines, most of which can only move in a single way. The new bot's versatility also makes it uniquely adept at working its way through, over, and around obstacles. One day, its small size and multifunctionality might let it navigate the complex environment of a human body and deliver a targeted payload of medicine to a patient in need. Okay. The robot's ability to overcome physical obstacles stems from a unique design creased in an origami arrangement called a crestling pattern. A crestling pattern looks like a series of stacked right triangles wrapping around the robot's belly, making it resemble a rigid 
and slightly squashed cylinder. The ridge also gives it a propeller-like shape that helps it move through liquid. The new, more adept origami design could be like a blueprint for future tiny robots. Oh, wow. That's good news for, uh, for medicine. Yeah. Hey. And now it's time to play Who Said That? <laughs> okay. Are you ready, Mike? Yeah, I am. Who said go. that? Here we go. Here we go. Do our Lord Jesus Christ have a mental illness because he said he's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? To me, those are three different personalities. Who said that? Oof. Red Skelton. You're wrong. That was Herschel Walker. Oh, Herschel Walker. Republican candidate for the United States Senate, explaining why he didn't think his own multiple personality disorder is a mental illness. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, That's deep, but we won't go there right now. (laughs) I I mean, to say it that way doesn't make me feel any better about his mental (laughs) disability. (laughs) From Stab Magazine. The University of California, San Diego, was recently named America's 14th best university by Forbes magazine. It's also one of the best surfing universities in the world. Sitting directly atop La Jolla's Black's Beach, one of the most consistent and on a good day, best waves in the continental United States, UCSD built an ongoing surfboard shaping studio and created a class where students can shape their own boards from scratch. And just last week, in an effort to encourage the next wave of surfer scholars to join their ranks, UCSD awarded a surf-based scholarship to McKenna Burke, a pre-med student and shit-hot surfer from Ventura, (laughs) California, who received her $5,000 toward her UCSD education on the condition that she competes for the school's surf team. So it's the first surf scholarship. Yeah, very cool. In its one in its fifty-four year history, the UCSD surf team has earned seven national titles, led by Coach Tyler Callaway. The team will compete at this year's national final on June eighteenth at Salt Creek. McKenna is a favorite to win. Salt Creek, dude. Yeah, dude. Right down the street. Yeah, right. Just uh, below Laguna. The right coast. There. Salt, yeah, totally. That's not a, really a surfer term, is it? Totally. That's okay. more of a valley girl oh, thing. totally. Okay. Totally right. shred. Shred. Yeah, totally shred. Do you ever firewalk, Mike? <laughs> no, I've never done. Or walk the rock yeah. across hot coals. Yeah, they kind of, well, you're supposed to self-hypnotize yourself. It's part of kind of a, a self-help, well, trust, self-improvement. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just getting with the group yeah, of people. Like, ooh, and everybody's walking. yelling and screaming, yeah. and you walk across the hot coals. Yeah. From Complex Magazine, or Complex Magazine. Okay. I, I, don't, I never determined what it was. Okay. Complex. Maybe they like the idea that it's both. It's both complex mm-hmm. and, and complex. complex. Yeah. A team building exercise in Switzerland did not work out as planned when 25 employees suffered burns after walking over a bed of coals that stretched several feet long. At least 10 ambulances arrived at a private event on the O Peninsula in Lake Zurich to provide medical treatment with 13 people transported to a nearby hospital with severe injuries. Oh, my God. Okay. Now, just in case you want to successfully firewalk, it's important to pick the correct type of charcoal that burns into a gray ash instead of getting too hot. 
as well as to pat down the coals in order to create more a more flat surface. Okay. Too much humidity or sweat that will cause ashes to stick to your skin too. Okay. And I'm wondering if that's what happened. Uh, that sounds there. that's a plausible. So that's not good either. You might ask, how stupid do you have to be to walk on hot coals too? That's... Nathan, how stupid do you have to be to walk on hot coals? Tony Robbins stupid. Yes. That's how stupid. A decade ago, 21 people suffered second and third degree burns after walking over coals during an event hosted by motiv- motivational speaker Tony Robbins in San Jose. And uh, oh. I might say, too, I worked for an organization that did the same thing. And they, they want people to trust. Yes. It is a trust walk over exercise. the hot coals yes. it is a... and everybody burned their feet. Yeah, they, did they? Okay. Not everybody, but the majority yeah, of them yeah, did. Yeah. And the name of that uh, is the name of a movie... That was released within the last year. And now it's time to play Name That Movie. And it was named after the, the name the movie of the organization that I worked for. Was uh, the name of a movie. Is it, was it a big budget movie? or a, Yeah. Okay. Top Gun. <laughs> what? Well, okay. I don't know. Uh, you're wrong again. Yes. I don't know how. The organi- Do you know an organization called Hot Gun? Top Gun, whatever that horrible movie is. <laughs> I told <don't know. laughs> Licorice Pizza. Oh! From the Hollywood yeah, Reporter. For, oh, yes. The police at the United States Capitol arrested oh. members of the protection team for the CBS show The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, who were filming a segment featuring Triumph, the insult comic dog, mm-hmm. a foul-mouthed canine puppet voiced by the comedian Robert Schmeigel. Mm-hmm. We know him. We love Robert we Schmeigel. We love Robert Schmeigel. CBS said that Triumph the Insult Comic Dog, the puppet that Schmeigel has voiced for years, had been at the Capitol with the production team when they were detained by the police. At the time of the arrest, the team had finished pre-arranged interviews with members of Congress and were filming final comedy elements in the building's hallways for an upcoming segment on The Late Show. The seven people were later charged with unlawful entry. Some social media users said it was ironic that production team members might be punished more than some of those involved in the January 6, 2021 attack on the Capitol, where Trump supporters violently stormed the complex. Yes. Complex, complex. Fox News host Tucker Carlson took a different view, saying Colton's producers had committed insurrection. Oh, my God. At the U.S. Capitol building. It's exactly like what happened on January 6th, he said. So we'll take a close look and see what their punishments are. Oh, my God. For me to poop on. <laughs> yeah. You know, he put out his own documentary. P- Tucker did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, about I saw about the how Al was a was... bunch of tourists, you know, yeah, just out yeah. for a stroll. Uh, yeah. And finally, and finally. Can I just say one quick thing sure. before we finally? Mm-hmm. How depressing it was for you to read that list of planks to the platform for that for the Texas Republican Party. It was like against everything we kind of think is great about this country. They don't want it. Yeah, it, except it, the last part which, where they said they wanted to leave the country. Yeah, I that, thought that was a pretty good idea. That was yeah. okay. That's just that that really yeah that depressed me. And that's not. We have, there's a lot the of good people it, from Texas too. That's a sad part yeah, of that. Our, our uh, old friend uh, Jake Bacon, who used to yeah, work here, yeah. so good, but, good, good the, Texas boy. The reason it depresses me is because they have a chance. They, they electorally speaking, 
they do have a, a more than a puncher's chance of being able to implement everything that they just. I doubt put, it. Oh, well, okay. I, at least right now. Yeah. It's even that they're given voice is what's yeah. disturbing yeah. to me. Yeah. No, and, no, I wouldn't. And, and to, I think not only that, but to get people riled up about it and given the current state of uh, our relationship to firearms to right. hurt a lot of people. And we used to say this all the time, Nathan, and that is the the thing about people like the Texas Republican Party mm-hmm. and Jim Jordan, all these people, is they keep pushing the debate further and further and further into the fringes of political thought, making making the still crazy people sound reasonable. Yeah. And finally, from KFDM-TV in Beaumont, Texas, El Paso Police Department is asking for help identifying a couple using a stroller with a baby inside to steal more than $3,000 worth of ammunition. After a leisurely browse through the aisles of Cabela's Outdoor Gear in Westtown Marketplace, the couple stuffed the ammo under the baby and exited the store. You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review podcast at weeklysignals.com. Weeklysignals.com. Subscribe now.